And so this evening, we're going to spend some time in contemplative prayer. We're going to spend some time in contemplative prayer, prayer meditating upon parts of this special night. My friends, I'd like to invite you into a practice known as Lectio Divina. It's a time of prayer and meditation through listening and responding to God's word. You can do this practice with your eyes open or your eyes shut. I find it best to be sitting up, sitting up straight kind of helps, not slouching. Um, perhaps in a chair or on a stool. Uh, maybe you're sitting on your couch this evening and, and, and you want to do it that way. Again, I find that it's helpful to have your feet uh, firmly planted on the ground. There's just something about grounding us into this whole creation of the divine, you know, the, the, the ground in which we walk. And, but here's the thing. This meditation is, is, is for you. It's for, it's for you to sit with Jesus tonight. And so whatever works for you, whatever works for you, I'd like to simply invite you to do that. This evening, we're going to go through uh, John 13, uh, the first 15 verses of John, and then also jump ahead to 34 and 35. This is a story that takes place in what we often refer to in Holy Week as the upper room. This is happening. This story that we're about to read is happening right before Jesus had his last supper with his loved ones. Uh, as was tradition back in, in, in the first century when, when, when people would gather together for a meal or a celebration, uh, they would have their feet washed by usually the servants of, of the house. This was a way to not get the whole rest of the house dirty. Um, and think about the kind of stuff that, 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 that people would have, would have been stepping in, a lot of dirt and, 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 and dust and even um, you know, different animal uh, products would have been on their feet. And so it was very customary for, for people to, before a meal, have their feet washed by the servants. And so on this Monday Thursday night, this is what we call this night. We call it Monday Thursday. And, and this word Monday comes from Jesus' uh, new command. Uh, Monday comes from the Latin word mandate or, or command, uh, which is Jesus' new command for us to love one another. He gives this command on this night and he humbly acts it out in his washing of his friend's feet. And so now as we enter into this time of meditation, this time of uh, contemplative prayer, I want you just to notice your breath. I, I don't want you to change it. I don't want you to manipulate your breath, but just notice the breath that keeps you alive. Notice this breath that is coursing in and out of your lungs without much help from you. Inhale, take a big breath, all that is good. All the joy that you have, all the love that you have in the Savior and exhale on the way out, exhale all that brings you down. Simply inhale the love and the grace and the peace of, of God and, and exhale all that that brings you down. Simply spend a moment just breathing, just breathe in and breathe out. Let's take another breath in and another breath out. Gracious God, I believe that I am in your presence and that you are loving me. Lord Jesus, I believe that at this very moment, that with whatever is going on in my life, you are in my presence and you are loving me. 
without condition, without restriction, and without limit. And so I choose to allow your grace to open my mind, my emotions, my imagination, and my entire self to your love. Please speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these words from John to you. And this go around, I'm going to read it kind of slowly. And as this first reading is taking place, I want you to linger on the words or the phrases that catch your attention and just kind of immediately light up for you. At this stage, we don't yet consider our own lives. We, we, we don't consider our own lives in connection with the scripture, but rather right now we're seeking to understand what on a surface level everybody that hears this would kind of understand. Again, on the surface level, what does this text tell us about Jesus, about who God is? This is John 13. It was before the festival of Passover. Jesus knew that his time had come, the time for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He had always loved his own people in the world. Now he loved them right through to the end. It was supper time. The accuser had already put the idea of betraying him into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. So he got up from the supper table, took off his clothes, and wrapped a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a bowl and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wrapped in. He came to Simon Peter, Master, said Peter, what is this? Why are you washing my feet? You don't understand yet what I'm doing, replied Jesus. But you'll know afterwards. I'm not going to have you washing my feet, said Peter. Never. If I don't wash you, said Jesus, then you don't belong to me. All right then, master, said Simon Peter. But not only my feet, wash my hands and my head as well. Someone who is washed, said Jesus to him, doesn't need to wash again, except for their feet. They are clean all over, and you are clean, but not all of you. Jesus knew, you see, who was going to betray him. That's why he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, he put on his clothes and sat down again. Do you know what I've done to you? He asked, you call me teacher, you call me master, and you're right. That is what I am. Well then, if I, as your master and teacher, washed your feet just now, you should wash each other's feet. I've given you a pattern so that you can do things in the same way I did to you. I'm giving you a new commandment, and it's this, love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This, Jesus said, is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for each other. 
Now just take a moment and think about a few questions. What stood out to you about this text? What do you think John's original intent is in including this in his gospel book? What, what do these words of this story tell you about who God is through the incarnate Jesus? Just take about 30 seconds or so and reflect. Now I'm going to read the story again. Only this time I want you to listen to where these words connect with your life right now. Enter into this scene with Jesus. Enter into this upper room. Use your imagination. What do you hear? What do you see? What do you smell as you watch and listen? As you watch and listen to Jesus washing his friend's feet. What does he look like while he's doing this? How does his voice sound to you as he speaks with them? What does this room look like? What do others in this room look like? What do they talk like? Maybe you can smell the bread waiting on the table. Is there jovial music or, or, or quiet music playing in the background? Maybe there's the sound of anxious chatter as Jesus, who's not a servant, is performing the act of a servant. How can you relate to what Jesus is doing here? To what Jesus is saying? What emotions are running through you as you enter this scene? Just take a moment and notice what's going on as I read. It was before the festival of Passover. Jesus knew that his time had come. The time for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He had always loved his own people in the world. Now he loved them right through to the end. It was supper time. And the accuser had already put the idea of betraying him into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God. So Jesus got up from the supper table, took off his clothes, and wrapped a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a bowl and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wrapped in. He came to Simon Peter. Master, said Peter, What's this? Why are you washing my feet? You don't understand yet what I'm doing, replied Jesus. But you'll know afterwards. I'm not going to have you washing my feet, said Peter. Never. If I don't wash you, replied Jesus, you don't belong to me. All right then, master, said Simon Peter. But not only my feet, wash my hands and my head as well. Someone who is washed, said Jesus to him, 
doesn't need to wash again, except for their feet. They are clean all over, and you are clean, but not all of you. Jesus knew, you see, who was going to betray him. That's why he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, he put on his clothes and sat down again. Do you know what I've done to you, he asked. You call me teacher, you call me master, and you're correct. That's what I am. But if I, as your master and teacher, washed your feet just now, you should wash each other's feet. I've given you a pattern so that you can do things in the same way that I did to you. I'm giving you a new commandment, and it's this. Love one another just as I have loved you. So you must love one another. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for each other. This third reading will be our final reading. After a couple times through, has God addressed you in this word and invited you to respond? This time through, I want you to allow the story to lead you in a prayerful response to what you're hearing. What do you want to say in response to what God is teaching you in this word? What do you want to ask of him? What do you want to thank him for? What do you want to praise him for? Allow yourself to be open and honest in prayer. In a simple conversation with Jesus, don't censor your thoughts. Just let them flow freely and spontaneously before your God, who is before you, loving you. It was before the festival of Passover. Jesus knew that his time had come. The time for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He had always loved his own people in the world. Now he loved them right through to the end. It was supper time. The accuser had already put the idea of betraying him into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. So he got up from the supper table, took off his clothes and wrapped a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a bowl and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wrapped in. He came to Simon Peter, Master, said Peter, what's this, you washing my feet? You don't understand yet what I'm doing, replied Jesus. But you'll know afterwards. I'm not going to have you washing my feet, said Peter. Never. If I don't wash you, replied Jesus, then you don't belong to me. All right then, master, said Simon Peter. 
but not only my feet, wash my hands and my head as well. Someone who is washed, said Jesus to him, doesn't need to wash again except for their feet. They are clean all over and you are clean, but not all of you. Jesus knew, you see, who was going to betray him. That's why he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, he put on his clothes and sat down again. Do you know what I've done to you? He asked. You call me teacher. You call me master and you're right. That's what I am. So then, if I as your master and teacher washed your feet just now, you should wash each other's feet. I've given you a pattern so that you can do things in the same way that I did to you. I'm giving you a new commandment, and it's this. Love one another just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is how everybody will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for each other. A true encounter with the Lord always leads to transformation. Pope Benedict XVI once wrote, he said, We do well also to remember that the process of Lectio Divina is not concluded until it arrives at action, which moves the believer to make his or her life a gift for others in charity. And through its and so it's through this final step, this step of contemplative prayer that we come to an understanding of the parts of our lives that need to be transformed by God's grace. We humble ourselves and we open up our lives to his transformative power. So what is it right now that you're contemplating? How is the spirit using this text to change you? What is this part of scripture and this practice taught you about what you need to turn over to God? Ask yourself, what actions are this practice and this text inspiring me to take? How can I respond in hope this week and in action to this humble act of Jesus? How can I serve and love others as God has loved me? Just take a moment and reflect upon how this word and this humble act of our Messiah is being used to transform your heart to line up more with Jesus' more sacred heart.
Lord Jesus, you knelt to wash from our feet the dirt out of which you made us. Teach us to humbly serve one another so that the world may know we are your disciples even as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's people say, Amen.